It's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider with Jeff Franklin, Stephen McFadden, Meg Erber, and Bill Petrie. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. The Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Jeff, Stephen, Meg, and Bill. Welcome to another stellar platinum level edition of the Industry Insider Podcast. As people knock around things on their desks, I'm one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. I have three other hosts who don't know how to be quiet when one person is talking, and we'll get to them in just a second. Hey, Bill. But, but first, I'd be remiss if I didn't ignore those co-hosts for the moment and say a special thank you to the lovely and talented Miles Wadsworth and his team over Logo Mats for sponsoring this platinum level broadcast. Actually, I thought it was going to be platinum level. I think we've sunk down to some sort of like balsa wood at this point. But anyway, Logo Mats is producing quality floor mats that provide a cleaner, safer, and healthier working environment for more than 50 years. Now, I don't know if you're good at math, dear listener, but that's half a century. That's right, no setup fees, made in the USA, 100% customer satisfaction guarantee, and my favorite, no minimum order quantity. You know why? That means you can get one. That means no minimums. And I don't know what in anybody's name is going on with the other three knuckleheads on this podcast right now, but apparently they're so excited. <laughs> Meg must I think be wrestling somebody in the I, background. I don't know. She's my, fighting my, something. My sense is they are so excited and fired up like I am, you just can't sit still when you think about Logo Mats. I, so if you want to learn more, why don't you go ahead and visit LogoMatsLLC.com. You won't be sorry you did. Now, I want to remind everybody this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Just search Promo Corner in the handy search feature of your favorite podcast client. Hit that handy subscribe button. Um, I think we all know who else is on this podcast because, hey, they can't shut up. Uh, Jeff Franklin, Stephen (laughs) McFadden, and Meg Erber are all here, and we are going to talk today about industry fads, and I'm actually very excited about this one. I'm channeling my inner Kirby Hossman. I am super excited about this podcast because we have some interesting fads we want to talk about. So the ones we we had uh, initially thought of were uh, fidget spinners, um, the CBD, that's brand, that's more of a newer one. Um, I, th- I added one, Yeti. I, thought, I feel like Yeti, the whole um, vacuum-sealed tumbler <coughs> thing, is somewhat fad-ish. Um, and then paper straws. So I know that um, Jeff Franklin, who I'd like to start off with here, yes. I know Jeff is a huge, huge proponent of uh, you know paper straws and the importance that they play in our society so jeff why don't you lead us off here a little bit okay <laughs> he picked me guys it's like being picked first for the kickball team i'm so excited um yeah so uh, i personally hate paper straws they suck it's like eating the wrong end of a tootsie <laughs> but, roll but it yes. but hold on isn't isn't a straw supposed to suck i mean that's what it's designed to do Stop. jeff do you want to well. use the words differently <laughs> did you say the wrong end of a tootsie roll um, yeah it's like sucking on the wrong end of a tootsie roll pop which it's exactly what it is it's exactly what it is yeah <laughs> just if you bored a hole down the the middle of your tootsie roll pop that's basically what you're oh, saying well, the, yeah, the, the wrong like there's a right and wrong way go ahead three there's a right and wrong way legs. to eat a tootsie roll pop <laughs> yes there's the one end that has the the goodness on it and the other end that tastes like paper because it right, is tell us about anyway let's talk about paper straws yeah so I, I just i you know listen i'm all for protecting the environment and the oceans and all that but at the same point uh you know just trying to figure out how we can do this without paper straws i well, i don't I like are, are there are there that many like plastic straws really getting into the ocean 
All I know well, is when I was reusable in... or paper straws. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, okay. I'm terrible for <laughs> okay. human. That's all right, so you can see why I'm the ringleader of these fine, <laughs> fine broadcasters. Uh, okay, Stephen, why don't you say something super important and then he'll never pick me first again. <laughs> I'm just curious: are we talking about just paper straws, or are we talking about re- reusable straws? Well, I think when it comes to our industry, we're talking about reusable straws. For sure. And the fact that you know that that is a thing. So it is a product that is kind of the hot. Uh, product at the moment a couple years ago it was the dreaded fidget spinner uh, CBD there's a lot of CBD products which are the marijuana or the I'm sorry hemp products or what I don't know I'm an idiot when it comes to that stuff so whatever the hell that I is I mean I, I personally don't mind the metal straws unless you're you know trying to stick them through your head then that's you know a whole other topic oh, okay but Jeff you've had your time yes. Stephen <laughs> McFadden <laughs> No, go ahead. Go ahead, Meg. You have okay. To, you, you, oh, thank God. It's my turn. This is why I don't talk on the podcast, guys. <laughs> so okay. Be quiet now. Time out. All right. So, when I was in, if you follow me on Twitter, number one, at Megan Erber, you will see me ranting and raving about paper straws and my loathe. I just, I freaking hate them. And you don't necessarily hate them until it's the only option. We were literally in Florida uh, for my birthday a couple weeks ago, and either they don't give you a straw or you. They give you a paper one if you ask for it. Apparently, it's illegal now with the plastic straws. And then, like on every single napkin, it has printed about how many tons of plastic straws end up in the ocean. Well, I don't even know how they're ending up in the ocean. I mean, I, apparently they're too small to recycle. But if you if you Google biodegradable plastic straws, it only takes two to three months for them to decompose. I mean, at the max, six months. So why has this become such a big deal? I loathe paper straws. When I say loathe, I mean, there's no, if you give me a paper straw, I'm going to try and put it through your eye. End of story. Give me a, I have a metal straw. Oh, the great, sweet, nice people at Hip Promotional Products must have seen my tweets and they sent me a metal straw. Super stoked about it. I keep it in my car. I keep it in my pocketbook. It goes everywhere. Don't try to give me a paper straw. I'm done. (laughs) I'm done talking about them now. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll weigh it on the whole straw thing. So, okay, <clears throat> I they they are. It, I, I think it is a fad, but I think what it is more than anything is a symbol. Um, you know, I think that they needed to have something to catapult the awareness of you know pollution, which I think was the idea, right? There was there was a viral video of the turtle, you know, where they were pulling a straw out of its nose, and then they Aww. talked about. Um, you know, all, all, all sorts of stuff. But, but well, that was, you know, it, it led to the question of, is this happening everywhere? Or is this like one example of a turtle? Not that that's not bad, but, um, you know, really what it came down to is, <coughs> I think what happened is that people saw stuff like this, knew there was a problem with ocean pollution. And the easiest thing for people to do right now would be to, all right, let's, let's start with straws. You know, they're, they're hot, there's a video, it's viral. You know, let's let's go that direction. So I think it's actually more of just a symbol of a bigger problem, which is just you know pollution, you know, in general. So you know, is it going to really solve that issue? I mean, honestly, probably not. I mean, straws aren't the the main issue, but it was definitely low hanging fruit, and uh, you know, became a very easy replaceable item that people can latch onto. I don't like paper straws either. Um, I don't. So smart. I don't really like, you know, I mean, if, if someone brings a drink to my table and it doesn't have a straw at all, I don't really ask for one. I mean, I don't, straws are not a necessity for me. Like, Do I, I don't germs know. germs are on those cups? Yeah, I mean, there's germs, <laughs> germs everywhere, right? I'm I mean, such a I just, germaphobe. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm just... So, Steve, you, if yeah. you remember going back a couple episodes where we talked about how not to get sick uh, mm. when you travel, 
First, first thing you can do is use a straw instead of putting your mouth on those cups. <laughs> <laughs> what about Sorry. a lid? Oh, well, you could do that too, I guess. You can you drink know. right so, through that lid. So, all right, so let me ask you this. When you guys go to Starbucks and they put that fancy lid on there, do you drink out of that or do you need a straw? Oh, I need no a straw, just... 100%. I'm a straw drink. Yes. You drink I, hot I, coffee I, you, with a straw? I, I sure use the do. lid, but the lid's the same thing as a plastic straw, though, because they're, they're stacked. No, I know, it's not like it's... people are fingering them before I put my mouth on them. Oh, jeez. Oh, what? <laughs> I want to say that that, with, that, ten, that very tense moment was brought to you by the good people Logo Mats, Miles Wadsworth and his team. Let's remind you, no setup fees made in the USA, 100% customer satisfaction. Wait, wait, it's been eight minutes. Are they, no, we're we're going to keep going here. Are I am getting, just... Are they getting free plugs? I'm resetting because of the very uncomfortable language you chose to use, Jeff. Go ahead and go to Logo Mats. How else would you say it? Go ahead and go to LogomatsLLC.com. You won't be sorry you did. Now, let me weigh in on this, if I may. Sure. As long as you're not pro-paper straws, I'm good to listen. Let's be honest. Plastic straws are instruments of death. And I think they need... I'm joking. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Metal ones. No, I was kidding. So Stephen's exactly right. It's mainly been used as a symbol, and then people have clung on to it. Um, I'm a straw drinker as well. Not coffee. I don't really drink coffee. But I don't like paper straws any more than anyone else. I think the real question at hand, though, is how do we see, from a promotional products perspective, metal straws, which are a very viable option. Meg, I totally get why you carry one. It makes perfect sense. And because I'm an assassin, clearly. Right, exactly. Um, and great for spitwads, by the way. Not going to lie. Um, <laughs> not that I've tried, but I've heard. At um, Yeah. I don't believe you one bit, Bill. Are there – is this something that we see we'll be selling in two years, mm. six months, a year? I'm, I'm, I want to bring it back to really the topic at hand. I think we all agree that paper straws stink. They suck, They're, as Jeff would say. Um but is our metal straws, is this going to be, is this a product that has legs? Fidget spinners didn't have legs at no, all. No, but they were the best-selling product that, was it last year, two years ago? They were for, literally the hottest product, but they were Oh, absolutely. Ridiculous. For like a year or 18 months or something yeah. like that, right? Like, yeah, so but, how, but how many fidget spinners are sitting in warehouses exactly. all across the eastern seaboard because they're not very, no one wants them now. Oh, they so probably I reached out, shipped to like Uganda or something. So I like reached out. <laughs> But isn't that what people do him. with the? Isn't that something that people do with product that is just sitting around that they they can't sell? Or when sell, they, they donate it, like Super Bowl T-shirts, and they have yeah, they get shipped. Yeah, yeah they like don't over. don't yeah. try to paint me to be the bad guy here. That's messed up. Who said who said anything about you being bad? I heard your smirk. Your smirk. Yeah, that was <laughs> me. It's okay. So I did reach out to uh, to Hit because uh, I know that they're they're very good at kind of finding whatever that new product is, getting it in pretty quickly and then, you know, running with the fads. And I actually spoke with CJ about, about just this uh, for the podcast. And um, I asked him, I said, what's the, what's the timeline of a fad product? You know, like, what, what is it? Like, how do you guys inventory for it? How do you prepare for it? What's the timeline? He said the fidget spinner fad um, for them, as far as peak sales, 9 to 12 months. Um, the You know, as far as when the when the hot period of of the fidget spinner movement was um they said typically most of the fads they see have about an 18 to 24 month lifespan uh, as far as the actual product being inventory being sold being you know requested etc um as far as the straws they're not they're not sure that it's going to fade and they said uh there's a few different reasons why because they can be add-ons to drinkware they can be 
you know, additional uh, items that you can add to other products. So although it is a, a um, you know, a nice, you know, maybe symbol of, of anti-pollution, it's also not a bad product. Um, so whereas the fidget spinners really didn't have purpose other than to annoy people and to get kicked out of school systems, um, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like, I think this one actually does have a little bit of, of, of more legs in the industry. Well, and I think when you start to see restaurants and bars and stuff like that, you implement something, it's it's pretty much there to stay, at least for a pretty long period of time. Yeah, but are and they implementing <laughs> are they implementing metal straws, though? Are they implementing no, they're, getting they're rid of plastic straws and putting paper straws, which they're now... They're putting so paper straws in there. I've okay. never seen a metal straw in a restaurant would, or bar. And see, yeah, is that a great yeah. opportunity for them, though? And it, it, wouldn't that be a great, great opportunity? Op- that was yeah, literally the discussion we had at the table when they gave me a paper straw. I was like, this is a great promotional product to give away. Amazing. Then people come back, you offer them a discount on a drink or a free drink or something. I think that's a great idea. I don't know. And yeah, you know, I guess there's... The, like, I don't, I don't know the costs involved, but I would imagine a metal straw is much more expensive than paper or of plastic. Of course, of course. And, you know, if they are reusing them at the place, like, I guess then you've got to worry about, you know, how are they thoroughly cleaning them because they've never had to clean straws before. Uh, you know, there's, I guess, a number of reasons why you might not go that route, but... Uh, what I was trying to say, I mean, using it as a symbol, that's already kind of started, too, like several, several yeah. years ago. I, they've basically banned plastic bags in Montgomery County, Maryland, uh, and I'm sure there's other places that are the same way. Oh, yeah. Where you have to use your non-woven recyclable bags for your groceries, or you have to pay, like, for the plastic bag or something. They're, like, not promoting giving plastic bags out for free anymore, so... Um, you, you know, when on that point, when they first, you know, when all the non-wovens were, you know, the rage, and then it became, you know, like things like roomy bags and stuff like that. Honestly, when that when those came out, and those were, you know, those have been out in a long, long time. But when people started doing that in the grocery, I actually wondered, you know, was is that a fad? Was that was that going to be a, you know. A, a flash in the pan and then businesses were going to say, you know, this is just too expensive, you know, whatever. And mm-hmm. in fact, it, it, you know, it's actually not, you know, there's, there's lots of grocery chains now that do not have bags. You have to pay for them. You have to bring your own. And there's mm-hmm. chains and chains and chains of those that are doing that now. Um, so that one may have started as, you know, we didn't really know where it was going to go, how, how, how it would get traction. And maybe we thought it was a fad and then became, I would assume one of the top, you know, bag products and sales in the industry for a while there. It definitely there's, was. There's there's a whole other topic behind that too, though, because when you're putting your meat and your eggs and stuff like that in those bags, they they carry the the bacteria and they stay in there. And I think there was research done. I'm totally speaking off topic now, uh, but I think there was research done where they were actually like swabbing some of these bags and like how bacteria infested they were. It was kind of gross. So if you're gonna go that route, I would highly encourage people to spend just a little bit more money and get an antimicrobial bag. Okay. Well, and then what else? We were talking about Yeti, too. I mean, that's, that's, is that a trend? Is that a fad? I don't like, think that's a trend. That's just I great. love those That's cups. just great cooling technology yes, right there. that's amazing. Those coolers I hold need, your ice for three days. I need okay. ice in my drink or in my cup three days later because I haven't too. drank my drink yet. You know? Same. My coffee, I like it to last throughout the day, and it does in my Yeti cup. I okay. am completely on the opposite side of Yeti. Than you guys, I guess, because well, I'm 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 not talking about Yeti. I'm just I'm the brand. I'm talking about even the, the even double wall, double vacuum sealed tumblers. Yes, yes. They, are, yeah. they are a. Well, I would say as it relates to Yeti, though, they are a marketing company that happened to sell drinkware. You know, and they, I I didn't think that they, you know, what they do and what they provide 
you know, became so desirable. But have you watched the videos of people like cutting things in half and seeing the insides of, you know, of, of a Yeti yeah. versus an RTIC no, versus a Igloo yeah. versus stuff like that? They're, well, like, I, they're all identical. They're like, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying, though. I, yeah. I, I don't care about Yeti, the brand. I care about, you know, that particular type of technology where you're right. keeping your ice in your cup for three days. I'm going to be honest. That's, that's not going anywhere. When that Yeti stuff came out and I was looking at the price of those things, I was like, hmm, I wonder which one of my supplier friends carries a vacuum-sealed tumbler. Oh, mm-hmm. these. So, oh, crown. Oh, got my so, cups. Yeah, so here's what I would say. I do think the whole tumbler thing is a little bit of a fad, and I'll tell you why. Because they're so durable, they are so indestructible for the most part, they're not, they're not going to be repeat sales. So you had an initial rush where everybody had to have some sort of vacuum-sealed tumbler that looked like a Yeti, right? That's true. And those sales, I, those sales have dropped <laughs> off precipitously. I guarantee you, you talk to anybody over at Imagine Brands or Hit or Gold Bond, all of them have great products. They all yes, keep ice 30 hours cold or you drink 30 hours cold. But at some point, I don't need – how many Yetis does somebody need? How many vacuum-sealed tumblers does somebody need? You're not going to generally lose it. You're not going to break it. It's kind of there forever. Yeah, but then people once you have people the don't, Yeti people don't, tum- Go ahead, Meg. <laughs> once you have the Yeti tumbler, then you need a Yeti dog bowl. You need no, a Yeti you don't. Cl- I do. I mean, <laughs> when Dix has like 40% off, then yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Let's not talk about Dix on this podcast. Wow. Well, you and your cups. Oh my god. Hey, I, I'll, my, I my, do know my cup uh, lids. Uh, <laughs> How about CBD? Okay. Is that a fad? Um, I hope not. I CBD. <laughs> I mean. And this part of the podcast is brought to you by High Times Magazine. No, 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 no. CBD oil is is not hallucinogenic. It is actually. I know. I was kidding. They it, they pull it from cannabis. Obviously, it is. I mean, for someone who has has been doing jujitsu for fourteen years, I have more aches and pains than the average you know, 29 year old, but just kidding. Um, it really <laughs> helps with pain and inflammation. And I think it's also um, a solution to our uh, pill popping problem that this nation has. I, I think it's a great alternative. I think it works. I think it's highly effective. I will say that um, my mother has a very rare form of dystonia. I'm sorry, a very rare form of Parkinson's called dystonia. And they ha- she has to get these shots in her neck like every six weeks, and they're terrible. And they honestly only work for like one of the five weeks. But because the pain goes away for that one week, it's worth it. With that being said, my 60-some-year-old uh, mother has a medical marijuana card, and she refuses to use it because it's taboo still to her. She's like, oh, my God, I can't, do- I can't take drugs. Megan, Is that I can't how you take get drugs. yours? I do not do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so with the CBD oil, I was like, Ma, just take it, just take it, just take it. And I convinced her because I had gone to this place, a very uh, a local place, and I was talking to the lady, and it was like the top five in the country, and she gave me a tincture. Um, it was 1,000 milligrams. Yes, that's high. But I put it under my tongue, and for four hours, I was out of pain, completely out of pain. And I was like, this is amazing. Cost me a hundred bucks for a month, and I'm to be out of pain. That's amazing. I, I can't, and I'm in a lot of pain. I have like herniated discs and X, Y, and Z. So I really hope it's here to stay. I mean, there's so many products that it can be infused in, like oils, tinctures, rubs, edibles, and it's not going to get you high. So you can, you can work. You can drive. You can. You're not going to feel any effects of taking it. Um, you just have to get past that the fact that it is derived from marijuana. 
So I have a couple questions about the CBD stuff. Okay. Because um, I, I actually I have a friend that um, would like to use it, but he is with his job he gets you know random drug tested, and apparently you could still that can still mm-hmm. potentially come up in a drug test. I guess do you know anything about that? I do, and, and it does, but it's such a low percentage. I think he just needs to have a talk with his employer and let him know. Maybe <clears throat> if he gets a medical marijuana card or even a note from his doctor, I, as long as he's up front and tackles it ahead of time versus waiting till he pops on a test, be like, oh, it's CBD oil. They're not gonna, they're not gonna play. They're just, there it's are too zero, late. there are zero percent THC CBD oils. And oh, okay. Yeah, so you those he would pass a drug test with. There's there's no issue. He just needs to do a zero THC um, CBD. Okay, and you're and sure that that would not result in any type of positive testing? Positive. They're they're testing for THC, which is the the drug side of marijuana. Right. So if it's zero THC, then. <laughs> And the chances I mean, are. I'm just, you know, <laughs> when know. it's somebody's job that's been there for 20 plus years, you know, they they really wouldn't want to lose their job just because Honestly, of something and, stupid. Honestly, and they can too. I just had to talk with one of my fan, um, buddies who just took a new job, and he was like, "Yeah, they just got rid of two employees that had 20 years because they popped." And I'm like, "That's insane. That's yep. ridiculous." Yeah, I don't think CBD is a fad. Um, I think it's advancement in natural medical technology and you know acceptance. I don't know that it's gonna. I don't think it's going to go away. And maybe, maybe it's just because I don't have any memory of something else like this. Um, I think we've all known about <clears throat> marijuana and CBD for a long time. And it's just the more information that comes out about it, the more acceptable it is. I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to go away. I think it's just going to actually get more accepted. Um, I think, and that's what I it think, is accepted. I think the other thing to look at too, though, is like the, the opioid crisis that's going on in the country mm-hmm. and, you know, because of painkillers and, you know, addictive stuff that, you know, they're being prescribed and just can't get off of, you know, if that's all for pain and like Meg, you're saying, if you take that and you're you know completely out of pain for several hours, like maybe that's, if it's not, you know, an addictive uh, chemical, then maybe that's something yep. that can replace that and I potentially save millions of lives, yeah. you know? Because the opioid crisis is, it's just terrible. You, I mean, it's just terrible. And I feel like the people, like a lot of the pharmaceutical companies are kind of trying to push this as, oh, it's their CBD, oh, it's drugs, it's drugs, it's drugs. It's not. It's not. And it's definitely a great alternative. It's natural medicine. And I highly suggest trying it. I mean, we even have people in our industry. We have suppliers in our industry that are selling CBD oil products. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, I think, Meg. Yeah. If you were to put CBD oil in a Yeti tumbler and drink it with a metal straw, would that be like the ultimate... That's when you see the clouds part and angels sing. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think the key is here with any of these things that may or may not be fads. I think you can really look at a lot of these things and apply some strategic foresight. It didn't take a rocket scientist, I don't think, to figure out that fidget spinners were going to be a flash in the pan. Uh, I think we all knew it. It was just how long, right, Mm -hmm. and how, how much do you want to ride it? I think, you know, the the vacuum-sealed tumbler thing, I think there's both sides of it. I do see both sides. I just want to bring up a contrarian perspective on that. And one one thing on the tumblers, Bill, that I wanted to bring up is that, because I know you mentioned everybody has one and they last Mm -hmm. forever, but, I mean, you look at it this way, too, like a mattress, for instance. People aren't buying a mattress every day either, but there are more and more mattress manufacturers coming into the game. Because they're so expensive and they want to have alternatives. Like, you and I have that purple mattress, and Mm -hmm. not together, but we each have one. (laughs) 
What do, you guys, what do you guys think about pop sockets? You think that maybe <laughs> oh, like the, the, actually they're awesome. I really like the pop sockets. You think that's a current fad? Like I, I kind of feel like we're in that right now. I think well, that's definitely a fad. I hate those. Yeah, you know what it is. It's all about trends too, and I think it it's when the buying power shifts as well. And I think right now. The buying power is with millennials, and millennials want to align themselves with brands that are making a difference, or you know, they're they're really influenced based on stuff that they're seeing um, on the internet. You know, um, they're they've, they're key decision makers right now, and they have surpassed Gen Xers and Baby Boomers in the largest generation of the U.S. labor force. So, if they see a fad that is like, for instance, these paper straws, they're saving the environment. They want to save the environment. So they're going to invest in these paper straws or steel straws or whatever. They want to they wanna align themselves. So if they're the people that are doing the buying, then we need to be listening to what they want. Well, and, and again, when it comes to fads, what's cool today may not be cool tomorrow. And when everybody's got one, it usually ceases to be cool. So um, I do, I, yes, I, I hear you saying, Jeff, about the mattresses. But I don't think everybody's going to be clamoring for Yetis or Yeti-like products in two to three years. I do think it's a fad. Okay. And, but, you know, that's why we can agree to disagree, and I'm right and you're wrong. But you know what's not wrong are the good people at Logo Mats. I know you knew that was coming, right, Jeff? Three plugs I feel like I need podcast. a Logo Mat with my face on it. I oh. think you We're do. We're Bill's you, face, actually. That's what you want. One with my face so you can walk <laughs> all over it. That's right, right. That's right. And you know what, Meg? You can do that because there's no minimum order quantity. You wouldn't have to order 10 Bill Logo Mats. You could just get one. Maybe two, one for indoors, one for outdoors. They've got hmm. one for every application. You could have a counter mat with my face on it. You could have an anti-fatigue mat with my face on it. Honestly, the possibilities are almost limitless. And so if you want to learn more, go ahead and visit LogomatsLLC.com. You won't be sorry you did. Guys, thanks a lot. I think it was a good spirited discussion. I think we solved pretty much the paper straw uh, issue. I think yep. so as well. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.